if you have a scripture, would you read it for me? Anyone? I didn't bring my Bible. I thought they were <laughs> projected here. <laughs> I expected a projection. So, <laughs> if you do not have a Bible, <laughs> maybe I should look for here. <laughs> I left, left in my office. <laughs> oh, we have an Old Testament professor now. You can. <laughs> Second Chronicle. <clears throat> 14 Okay, I found it. Oh, you you found it. Yeah, you can read from for us. Please. Um, Second Chronicles chapter 20, the verse 14 to 23. Thank you. Them. 
After they finished slaughtering the men of Sion, they helped to destroy one another. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Fred, for reading that. Ah, praise God. Would you pray with me? Thank you, Lord, for this uh, worship service. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Come. Touch each of us. Transform us with your presence, with your glory. In Jesus' mighty name, precious name, beautiful name, amen. Today, the title is a miracle, a miracle of miracles. It's about praising. This is not preaching, it's a more my life story. <laughs> That's a, uh, and when I was serving church in San Francisco, the small church, and my brother, he's a Southern Baptist minister, he shared about life of praising. And I never heard about praising. So I learned from him, and I really get into that, and I preached on that, I just live by that. And strangely enough, the church was small, it grew very rapidly. I couldn't believe the people really rejoice and really praising God. Their lives have been completely changed. Last year I went and see them again and they are still just living that life. So I said uh, this is a this is my story. This is my song praising yeah, my Savior all day long. Yeah, all day long. There are many stories to tell, but I'm going to just share briefly why I'm teaching at UTS. I was teaching at Claremont. There were a lot of international students, Korean students alone, 72. And <laughs> there are so many international students. And school's international student policy was not right. They said they promised English lab, and they didn't provide them, but they charged. So these things happened, then I had to speak to the faculty, and especially administration. So it has accumulated. Finally, Dean said, even though my record is very good, teaching, coming publication, all that, but he said, within one year, you find a job. <laughs> so I said, okay, and all right, <laughs> I look for a job. That one year is crucial for me. I was just writing. Even though it was hard, I tried to practice what I preached in San Francisco. Amen. So I was praising. Yes. What, what does it mean, praising? Praising is singing? Yeah. Of course, singing. What else? Prayer, yes. What else? Huh? Spoken word. Spoken word, right? Reading. And praising, I found in First Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. You all included that there. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. And be thankful in all circumstances. This is the will of God in Jesus Christ for you. Yes, yes. 
So I decide to rejoice no matter what. Right. I decide to be thankful no matter what. Amen. I was praising and giving thanks. Thanks for, for the opportunity, to, opportunity for me to look for a job. And three positions opened. This one, I really liked. I don't know when I came over here, just, it just, I felt this is my place. So one is in New York, one is in Chicago. I said, this is it. So we came over here. The miracle happened. When I was in Claremont, I was coughing, nonstop coughing. The reason LA area, the LA area is the worst in terms of air pollution, Within LA area, Claremont is the worst place because Mount Wild is holding all this LA air. You cannot see the mountain, Mount Wild. So coughing constantly. Sometimes I just lose, I felt, you know, ecstasy. I thought that it's a God's grace, but it was not. Later I realized lack of oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> can create that kind of ecstasy. So I said, wow, I need the help. And when I came over here, all of a sudden, my coughing stopped. So I realized God sent me over here to save my life. <laughs> we lost the house in Orange County. My wife lost her tenure tenured position, and we lost big money because of housing, and also we have the parents-in-law, they were living there. We lost the connection. It was a very sad occasion. But we are rejoicing. We determined to rejoice. We just praise God no matter what, and we thank God. When I came over here, now I finally find that out why I'm here. I'm just uh, so thankful, so I said that I will share this story. So today, thank you, Fred, for reading. This is a very important Bible passage. The Judah was surrounded and attacked by three countries, kind of a brother countries. It's betrayal. And they were so angry and mad, and King Jehoshaphat, he said, I don't have any power because it's overwhelming. The army is invading. We, we are outnumbered. So I don't know what to do. I just, our eyes are upon you, Lord. And God said through his prophet, tomorrow morning, You go out with a singing prayer team members first. After that, the army. Yeah. Isn't it interesting? So they are going out and they are saying loud, give thanks to the Lord for his uh, loving kindness is forever. And they were just repeating and praising God going there. What happened next? You already know what happened. So that's uh, 
ambush arose and they annihilated each other, all three. God said, this war doesn't belong to you, belong to me. This is mine. Here I begin to see, in this life, we do not really battle against the human beings, against principalities and power beyond this world. And I just depend on God, not my own power, my might, my ability. No, I have to, we have to lay down. We just praise God, praising God, including words and trusting in God, everything. Last week, Dr. Rose really uh, preached well on that, uh, trusting. So life battle, for our life battle, is not ours, it's God's. Don't struggle. Amen. That's what we are learning through this life. So enemies attack constantly. They do not leave us alone. Our families, especially children, spouses, and finances. You know what happened to our children right now? Amazing that they are bondage, they are in bondage, that they cannot get out. Two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, I read this uh, article, newspaper article, written by this 17-year-old young woman. She said, you don't know what's going on in the school. Now, all this, my friends, young girls, they are sending their nude pictures to their friends. Do you know why? If we refuse, they really harass us, threaten us with all kinds. So we don't have a power. We have to, to survive, we have to do it. And this young woman is crying out. Pa parents do not know what's going on. She said, this is not a simple communication method. This is the, the one really threatens our lives. If you spend one hour on screen hour, through this or TV or computer, people begin to feel depressed. If it goes five, six, seven hours, it's just, you, you are bound to be depressed. And I just checked again, and this is also a 60-minute uh, interview. If you read it, these kids, they are spending seven hours in average. If they spend five hours, they are suicidal because of depression. Rate is jumped up to 71%. But they are spending seven hours a day in average. Think about it. Even CEOs of iPod and iCompany, he said, I have a ch my own daughter. I really want to do something about it. Also, this one behind this is not regular telephone. 8,000 people work hard so that they can trap 
people, especially young children, they cannot get out of this. That means money. If more eyes they get, more money, advertisement money. So this is a vicious cycle is going on. 8,000, think about it. Day and night, this is their job. How to hook people. It, this is a real threat to humanity. New generation. This rules. You see everybody is moving like this, wherever you go. Even classroom. In the chapel service, I see people do this. So th this is a, there's another person, his name is Mario Molero. He is a professor as, as well as a pastor and campus worker. He said when he was uh, working for U UCLA, uh, UC Berkeley at Berkeley campus, this spirit appeared to him. And this spirit said, I got all these generations. Don't touch them. I'm going to manipulate them, chew them, chew them, and then spew out from my mouth. They are mine. Don't touch them. He said, his dead guys, whatever that is, prophecy is coming true. They cannot get out of this terrible, terrible bondage. And kids, especially young kids, most boys, they watch porn. That's why they just demand that the girls to send their nude pictures. What do we do as Christians? One hour on Sunday service wouldn't transform them. This is a seven, yeah, 724, 724 attack. They do not sleep, they lose sleep because of this. They sleep very little. So what to do, we don't know what to do. Our eyes are open, you Lord. Help our situation. We cannot just do business as usual, ministry as usual. It's a very different situation right now. We are against principalities, real power. But praising has a tremendous power I've seen again and again this power. So why do we praise God? Why don't you just, why don't we work hard to solve all these problems? We are not against the human beings alone. So we are not capable of for doing all this. So praising, why do we praise? We want to really I don't want to use that term, but flatter God. That's why we praise God, so that God can be uh, just uh, manipulated. We want to get what we want. When you praise God, I've seen a lot of miracles happening. Uh, many people cannot believe what's happening through praising. My life, too. When I was a 
driving in San Francisco, headache, I couldn't preach, and I was praising God in the car. It was uplifted, gone. I was shocked, so I said, wow, this has a real power. <laughs> when you praise, heaven is around you. So what is the real reason, though, we praise God? I found the reason in Romans 8, 28. For those who love God, those who are called according to God's purpose, God's will, everything works for their good. We know that all shall be well. All shall be well. This is the promise of God. That's why we are praising. And also, real deep reason of praising is not just a, all shall be well. But do you see? For those who love God, love. Love as a real reason we praise. On Mother's Day and Father's Day, our children said, you're a good mother, good father. Wow, they sent something. That really moves me, you know. That stays with me for a long time, what they said. So I do not throw away all their cards. <laughs> I keep them <laughs> every year. So precious. How much I appreciate their appreciation. I think the same way. God loves us to death. His loving kindness, God's loving kindness, endures forever. And because of that, we really praise. Not because of all these miracles. And also, you see, Psalm 22.3, you are holy enthroned in the praise of Israel. In praise of Israel, God is enthroned. What does it mean? God's kingdom comes upon us. God's heaven is coming down. And also another translation, inhabits. You are holy, you inhabit in our praises. When we praise God, God is incarnated and also inhabits in us. God appreciates our praising, rejoicing, thanksgiving that much. And also God is rejoicing because of, because of us. If you read Zephaniah, Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17, it, it says this, God Rejoice over us with a loud singing, exuberant singing. Think about it. God rejoice over us, our sinners, and singing for us. That love is there. That's why we love in God. We love God. On the cross, God is shown God's own love. And Acts chapter 4, 24 to 31, when Peter and John were released from the prison, and actually they were beaten, and then they released. 
and they came back and reported. And when people heard their report, and they were so joyful, so they voiced to God uh, with a loud voice. They said, thank you, God, and they are praising and praying. When they are praying, what happened? Verse 31, that place was shaken. Then they were filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit resides in us when we praise God. If you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, praise God. <laughs> then you will have a nine, all these fruits. <laughs> Joy and peace, all, all of them going to reside within us. I will give you one example. Uh, Dr. Kwang Yun Kim. He is an ENT surgeon in Springfield. I don't know whether you heard the name. He's a quite well-known person in that town. And one day, he got cancer, sinus cancer. He is a specialist on sinuses and sinus cancer. And he couldn't get rid of it. So he, know, he knew that time, best of the best of the United States surgeons. So he went around, 10 surgeries he had. They couldn't get rid of his uh, cancer. So he was in the James Cancer Center. I went to, to visit him, and he opened this side. I never seen, seen that kind of a human face. You could see the skull all the way back. They did 10 surgeries. They took out almost everything unnecessary. This eye, everything is gone. And doctor said that we gave up. No hope. So what could I say? I was just sharing, praising again. Acts chapter 16. Paul and Silas at midnight with their wounded body. There's a praise in God. You know what happened next, right? Boom! All these pillars and columns collapsed. And I said, the only hope for us is a praising. In spite of this situation, we praise God because God is good, God has a plan for those people who love God. Even death, even beyond death. And he said, yes, and he want to praise God. So I was praying. While I was praying, something happened, earthquake. I said, wow. I thought that only Californians suffer from earthquake. Earthquake <laughs> happened, I, I prayed, I said, Wow, that was a big one, wasn't it? They said, what, what, what was it? And only I felt earthquake. So I, I realized what God was saying. I didn't know word of knowledge type that time. I said, you are healed. I declared. And my wife said, you are healed. And she said that too. I thought that she was supporting me. <laughs> so. Later, I found, we found that out. He was healed. Amen. He's still alive. 
and do poor pitch. Last time I saw him, he's doing well. And so I said to my wife a couple of years ago, why did you say you are healed? She said, I heard an audible voice. God was saying, you are healed. So she was declaring that he was healed. So we are just rejoicing. There are so many cases of healing and miracles through praising. But that's not the reason. That's not the real miracle. These are miracles. So that's why I said, a miracle of miracles. Real miracle is this. Young girl, 10-year-old girl with a cancer, praising God, nothing happened. She was dying. She died. Until that moment, she praised God. That's a miracle. That's a true miracle. Loving God unto death. Being faithful to God unto death, she will receive crown of life. Let's see. I'm preaching too long. I can see. You're, thank you. <laughs> so praising is not a bargaining chip in negotiation, negotiation for healing or any kind of miracles. It is a look to look up to God alone, nothing else. To love God the most, foremost, and rejoicing and giving thanks. That's true miracle. So Job 13, 15, Job said, I like this, this translation, even though you slay me, I, I will still put my trust in you. That's power. And so Habakkuk 3, 17, that the, even though the fig tree have no blossoms, no grapes, on the vines, the olive crop fails, the fields lie empty and barren, the flock die in the fields, the cattle barns empty. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. We praise God in our life, no matter what. And every single difficulty in this life is God's blessing in disguise. Because of our sickness, because of our conflict, affliction, divorce, broken heartedness, trauma, accident, depression, financial problems, anxiety, fear, we praise God, we rejoice with God. Even in sorrow, in failure, in despair, in the split of a UMC, potential split of a UMC, in death, even in hell, we do not go down. We are not depressed because God is alive. So we praise God, and I know God will do something better than what we expect. Even God sent us to hell. We praise God what will happen to hell. All the col columns, all the pillars of hell are going to collapse. They're going to turn into heaven. It's so true in our daily life. When you have a conflict with your spouses, don't go down. 
I know one student here. This is my last story. If I name, you may know that stu student. He w a n t a divorce. His wife said, praise, praise God for this situation. He said, I will. But one year later, he came back. I couldn't do any more. So he, he, he brought his wife. So in the parking lot, when I talked to both of them, you praise God. They said they will do. After that, they are doing very well in uh, Pennsylvania. They are serving church beautifully. And also my nephew too. And he really want to divorce wife in New Zealand. I said, that. no, that's not the way. Praise God. See what's happening. Last time, first time I met the whole family, beautiful family in Texas, I met them. So no matter any kind of a situation you are in, difficult situation, do not go down. If people attack you, do not look at people, beyond people. So we see the God alone. When you praise God, your all problems will turn into blessings. Even the, the failure, you praise God. That's the will of God in Jesus Christ for you and me. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen.